Hi, this is Heather Hilda Darling on Let's Talk Property. Now, today we're going to consider the Brits' relationship with money. Do you consider yourself to be a savvy spender or do you reach into the pocket or the purse for your debit card or your credit card when you really want to treat yourself to something? Today, I'm speaking to Anna Richardson, TV presenter, writer and journalist. Hello, Heather. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm very pleased to talk to you. It's the last day of January and I just needed some sunshine in my life today. So it's lovely having you join me well, today. You and me both. It's <laughs> lovely to have another cheerful lady at the other end of the phone. <laughs> Anyway, right, I'm really pleased to be talking about this. Do you think this is a great topic to talk about, having more money in our pockets? Well, yeah, this is such an interesting survey, isn't it? So basically, Smarty Mobile, which, you know, for, for your listeners that aren't aware of them, they are the, the, the mobile network for savvy savers, effectively. But they've just launched this new piece of research looking at whether we've become spenders or savers over lockdown. And interestingly, it turns out that 70% of us have actually managed to save money since last March, which I found quite extraordinary and I mean th this will blow your mind a bit because it, it totally scrambled my head but 69% of Brits have saved up to £10,000. <gasps> my word I know that's a lot of money isn't it? It's a lot of money I mean look this, this comes with a caveat which is it goes without saying that you know this lockdown has been very very difficult for all of us mm -hmm. and everybody is struggling in their own way but for certainly for those people that are furloughed and still working even for people that, you know, have managed to get a government loan or freelancers, we're still able to save a little bit of money simply because we're no longer doing our commuting. We're no longer eating out as much so that there, there are savings to be made, basically, from this sort of grim pandemic. Well, I think the great thing as well is we've just had Christmas, we've had New Year, well, we've probably had a lot of holidays cancelled, as you've said. So actually, and January is a horrible month. I hate Januaries. We've had Blue Monday. So for people at the end of this month thinking, my goodness, look at the savings I've made. Isn't that fantastic? I think so. It's, it, it's a reason to be cheerful and actually, you know, a, a nice a nice bit of silver, silver lining to the cloud here as well, it's particularly for young people. So it turns out that a quarter of 18 to 24 year olds have said that they've managed to, 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 to squirrel away something over lockdown and they're actually going to put that towards a deposit on their first home. And I know that you're a property expert, so I think that, you know, you'll appreciate this as well, that, you know, a year ago we were hearing these horrible stories about young people not being able to get on the property ladder that they were going to be a generation of renters well not necessarily anymore these, these youngsters are now able to potentially get their first home which I just think is fantastic well I think it also shows Anna don't you think that there's been a complete switch from the buy now pay later to maybe pay off sooner rather than later yeah, you, you're absolutely bang on. And again, this, this survey has revealed an interesting change in our habits over the last year, that whereas we, we used to be you know, all about convenience and, as you say, buy now, pay later, suddenly we're, we're sitting at home and thinking, well, hang on a minute, I, I, I may have a little bit of extra money and I want, it, I want it to count towards something. I don't want to be so sort of consumeristic about everything. And certainly the attitudes that are being revealed is that shoppers now want transparency 
from brands. They want honesty. They want uh, they they want the best deal. They don't want to be hoodwinked into sort of T's and C's and long term contracts. And most of all, people are looking for flexibility when they're about to part with their cash. And I think that's a real change in habits. No, you're absolutely right. And I think the other flip side to that as well is whereas before you did mention about us not eating out, not bending at non-essential stores, that actually sometimes there's no place like home because we seem to be, if we're not going out eating at restaurants, we're perhaps getting more you know, doing more in the kitchen, uh, looking at a lot more of the programs, being far more exciting and exploring in our kitchens as well. So why would we go out apart from the socialising? Well, I I think this is this is right, is that, as I say, people are starting to reevaluate what's important to them. And I think for many people, whether they're on their own or with their family, they're going, actually, you know, home is a sanctuary and I can save money by and, and be more more healthy by cooking from scratch or getting out into my garden or going onto the roof terrace or whatever it happens to be. Things that are more important and slightly longer lasting, a little bit, a little bit more meaningful. Whereas I think a year ago we were, you know, jumping in the car, going and getting your takeaway coffee going and getting your takeaway sort of brunch and lunch going to the pub all the rest of it and much as that's really important for our mental health and we do need to socialize I think that people are realizing "Mm, there's a lot to be said for homegrown things or good solid natural ingredients and cooking from scratch and staying at home a bit more no absolutely and one of the things that surprised me is you know if more people are looking to retire um, because they've managed to put more savings aside um, you know how will perhaps the new retirees feel when perhaps suddenly they've got nothing to do you know will they spend more money on traveling when we're when we're safe to travel again yeah well certainly this this survey is saying that 82 percent of people once we come out of lockdown so that's the majority of people are saying that much as they want to continue to be very savvy when it comes to spending their money, most people are absolutely looking forward to their freedom, to going into hotels again, to traveling again. So that seems to be number one on the priority list is yes, thinking about doing something that's more meaningful, but actually most people are going, I just need to get away. I want to go to the sunshine. And whether that is in in a sustainable way or a more thoughtful way, people are really, really valuing their freedom. Once this lockdown is over, they are prepared to to spend a bit of their money, but you know, doing it in a sort of meaningful travel way, if that makes sense. Well, I think it's a great thing to happen because actually, if as adults we are learning to be more savvy with our spending money or actually our saving money so that you know we're not spending it all there's a little bit put aside for saving a little bit for rainy day and a little bit for perhaps splashing out occasionally Mm. maybe maybe we'll pass this habit this good habit in in my estimation on to children as well young children so that you know they learn themselves how to manage their money and manage their finances as they grow older. I think that's a really, really important point that that you've touched on. I mean, you'll know this as well, but the ideal ratio when it comes to managing your finances, uh, apparently we should be spending 50% of our income on essentials, 
30% are non-essentials and we should be able to put away 20% of our income in terms of savings. And one really good tip, I think, for, for passing that good habit on to our, the, the next generation and onto our children, if you open up a children's bank account, then the interest rates are often far more favourable than if you open up a, a bank account for adults. And it's a really good habit to get your kids into putting a little bit of money away, a bit of their pocket money away with some really good, you know, favourable interest rates and just getting them to, to check on their bank account every month so that they can see their money growing. And I think that encourages children actually in terms of that sort of delay gratification yeah. of, you know, look, it's worth putting a bit of your pocket money away because that money grows. And if you look at it over the year, that means you can get something bigger rather than just being sort of satisfied in the here and now. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we were encouraged to do that as children. She, when you start putting away, well, I, here, here, sixpence a week we used to put aside. <laughs> oh, Heather. I know, <laughs> big spender. But do you know what? After a few years, you forget that you're putting that little bit aside. And it's almost like forgotten savings. And then when you suddenly come upon your passbook or whatever, and you've got actually hundreds and sometimes thousands of pounds in there because you started saving years and years ago, it feels like a complete windfall. And don't you feel good about it then? Well, that, that's exactly it. I mean, again, as I say, a year ago, before this whole thing happened, I think that we were a culture of just convenience, and consumerism and we were just doing a lot of mindless spending and there is something very satisfying about going actually I've just managed to save a little bit and if I just hang on to that so I don't keep going to do the takeaway coffees every day if I just hang on to that it means by the end of the year I've saved really quite a comfortable cushion I mean I'm, I'm in the middle of doing um, a show for Channel 4 called How to Save a Grand as, as well and we've been going into people's houses and really forensically looking at their bank accounts and we can prove to them that with just a little bit of sort of conscientiousness, you can easily save a thousand pounds from your bills. And it really is just things like, you know, don't live in your overdraft because your overdraft, those charges are at least 40 percent interest. You know, think about changing your energy um, tariffs because you will save hundreds of pounds a year. And we're just showing people that by just cutting corners a little bit, over a couple of years, you can save several thousand pounds. And I think people are really having their eyes open to the fact that, you know, by just being a little bit more careful, it means that with that money at the end of a, a year or two, that could be a sort of kitchen extension, or it could be getting a new bathroom or whatever it happens to be, rather than just eating out and having a brunch with the girlfriends. Well, the trouble is, though, Anna, we've all been persuaded that we can, you know, put things on credit cards and, you know, live now, think about the future later. But I think what you're saying is if we start saving now, and I totally agree with you, that if we start saving earlier rather than later, you know, all those good things come to us to enjoy further down the line. And, you know, the delayed gratification, which is something that previous generations used to have to have before we had credit cards and debit cards and all the other bits, you know, we used to have jam jars in yeah. cupboards for this, that and the other. I think that's a great way to encourage everybody 
to save for the future. And you're quite right, deposits are getting larger and larger and larger, but I think there are a lot of disillusioned people thinking they can't afford it simply because they haven't had the education about how to save or where to make the savings, you know, simple little things like apps. And, and, and you know, every month there's yeah. money going out on an app. You just forget and you, you suddenly add them up, you think, why have I got the one for the Northern yeah. Lights? I went there three years ago. I don't yeah. need that one anymore. That, that's it. I mean, you're, you're, you've hit the nail on the head, which is regardless of how we've been affected over this pandemic, whether you, you've managed to carry on working or whether, in fact, you're a freelancer and you've had very little help, you can still make savings so here's a really really good tip that uh, that was passed on to me the other day and I just thought god that's really obvious but I've, I've never thought about it so for example most of us tend to uh, put our devices on charge overnight don't we so whether it's your mobile phone or your laptop or you know your games console if you've got kids most of us tend to leave them charging overnight don't do it charge them up for just a couple of hours during the day and you could save up to 30 percent on your bills, it's 30% cheaper just to put them on charge for a couple of hours during the day, as opposed to going to bed and leaving them charging overnight. Just little tips like that, it all adds up. That's a brilliant tip. Now, we're coming to the end here, Anna. So if you wouldn't mind, when you mentioned about managing finances, you gave some percentages about where your different pots should be. Can you repeat that as your top, second top tip? Absolutely. So this is a fantastic tip. So basically, the financial experts say that really, with your monthly income, if you want to sort of keep afloat, you should be spending 50% of your income on essentials. So your bills, your food, etc. 30% of your income on non-essentials. So that would be something like, you know, your, your Amazon Prime or, you know, that sort of thing. And then 20% of your income should be squirreled away as savings. That's wonderful advice. Anna, it's been absolutely delightful. Those are very, very simple, practical tips that everybody can start today. So thank you so much for joining me today on Let's Talk Property. It was a pleasure.